Um, so you have called a special emergency meeting of the Justice League because <laughs> you have some breaking news that's going to shock news. and astound me. Well, hold on. What's our theme today? I have no idea. Uh, I think the theme is that we almost ate at McDonald's today because... That's the only place anyone ever eats anymore. <laughs> okay, last time I was in Tokyo was about five months ago. And, uh, you know, I can when feel... When it was awesome. When it was really awesome. And then Obama became president. But... You know, things seems like they've really changed all around the world, as Yellow put it so beautifully in song. No one has any money anymore. And I think it, five months ago, you could still, the facade of like a prosperous Tokyo was still, you could still kind of feel that people had money and were spending it. But this time, I can kind of feel the uh, kind of a clenched fist around people's throats. Well, um, like, like, the stress. Of, right. Well, first of all, it's like the Japanese recession, like, you know, has been going for about 15 years or whatever, so it's not even like. Oh my god, we were all rich and now like this thing is killing our stock portfolios. It's kind of like everyone has only seen decline for the last 15 years. And there was like a small uptick, but it really didn't affect anybody. So first of all, it's like, you have the narrative of like not ups and downs, of just like one big, yeah. like you're on the wrong side of the hill. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely seen that in the last couple of years, but um, just the reality of fabulous restaurants with just only the staff inside, you know, just like empty spaces. I'm seeing more of those. Well, in like Aoyama, there's like, so many empty storefronts that like people just aren't renting. Like if it's not on the main street, people just aren't moving in. There's all this empty real estate, which used to be just never there. Because there was some rich kid who, who was like, I'm going to start a slice shop and then would do it. But that doesn't exist anymore. But the point is like, even before the whole like Lehman Brothers shock or whatever, like in September or whenever it was, Japan like last year for whatever reason, like the luxury market started tanking. Like, yeah. So every, it started a little earlier in Japan than it did everywhere else. Yeah, it's not good. It's just like I'm just pitch. feeling it. Like I'm seeing it, feeling it a lot more. Um, the basic points anyone's going to hammer home right now. Why we're all worried about Japan? What declining birth rate, aging population? This is all every, anyone. But like this declining, shit. but the declining birth rate. It's like they've known about this for yeah, yeah, years, and they can't. But people keep anything, people keep but, hammering home these points. That's right. what I'm saying. This is not news to anyone, right? Mm. I'm just basically saying. So what's new? You you claim you have oh, some new oh. So the new piece of info I have, which is kind of a more cultural landmark than whatever, is that uh, Cutie, the magazine, which is published Cutie, by sure. Takarajima, which is kind of like the magazine for uh, Harajuku girls. They okay. started that entire basic aesthetic trend, I would say. So like the kind of crazy, uh, very colorful, punky fashion that you see on but girls. But mostly and, like used mix and match yes. vintage. It's not like well, Doki Doki 6% and all your... No, but Doki Doki is like a brand. No, I know, but that kind of style, that okay. whole aesthetic... Cutie was the magazine that started that, I would say. Anyway, it's not going under, but it's changing. They're doing a renewal, which means they're going to completely change focus, and they're going to become a Gyaru magazine. Now, Holy shit. Yeah. That's kind of shocking. So it's it's not just that like this magazine's going under, because a bunch of magazines are going under. So it's, it's the one thing for Cutie to just be like, oh, we're giving up. Okay, but I'm saying the market's big enough to support. Like, usually be like, Gyaru magazine. Okay, Pop Teen seems like, you know, that's... The number one hit that everyone wants. Right. There's enough spillover. Yes. To support. There's like okay, so there's not just pop team. There's like magazines like Ranzuki and 
There's things like jelly, which are on the edge of that. What's the, what's the one? Uh, Belinda. Uh, I think, I don't know if Gal, uh, what is it called? Uh, Solar Bitch is still around. No, Solar Bitch was just a move. That was a one-shot one special. Shot? That was just for the uh, bloggers. They put that course, one out like, there. Okay, so then like, <laughs> then like Agaha, yeah, sure. like a huge title. There's and several imitators of that yes. out there already. And now Popteen, the more you look at Popteen, the more it looks exactly like Kawakamaka. It's just like the blinding crystals Pika, on the Pika, front. everything. Yeah. Um, well, you just look at this and say that Harajuku, whatever culture that represented, is dead, is dead and this uh, yeah. awesome this awesome gal thing that's way cooler. But the thing about I mean, the thing about Gyaru is like it started obviously in the '90s, right? So it's not like oh my god, like this thing's new. But it's just that it came back, it, like it went Gangoro, right? Well, it got extreme, renewed, and right? it went renewed, yeah. But like, well, it's a new generation. But the other thing is like if you look at who publishes all of the. Gyaru magazines are generally from like pretty small publishers because like you know like King's Road and like all those Yankee magazines they used to be published by like kind of Yankee companies right um, it wasn't like it wasn't like Kodansha or these big no, no, publishers no, no, no. were like man we gotta tap into the youth delinquent market I think it's million Shippon um, yeah, we were pretty. Road. We, yeah, we all their magazines stuff, are like right? crime and yeah. thug. Yeah, they're like trash. Yes, they're kind of trash mags. So like the idea that Takarajima, which was like the subcultural publishing sure, house sure, forever, sure, sure. and like was on the lead of. We kind of kind of have to set this um, set the scene for what Takarajima so was. Takarajima it was sort of like the, the Rolling Stone uh, time during the yeah. late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. Kind of defining what was cool, like in terms of largely American yeah, kind of influences, absolutely. right? But everything was at that point. Or also like how to smoke pot and all that. Like you, you counterculture. Yeah, it was like counterculture stuff. There's some really great books you can get from Takarajima that are like the best of of those years, and they're like they're just guides to like countercultural stuff. But you see them and you're like, wow, this is really hardcore. Kind of like, but it, it was counterculture in a kind of like hippie way, not in a. Um, but not in a, how would you say it, like Yankee, working class way. It was definitely like doped up college kid kind of. Okay. Yeah, Tomohiro Machiyama actually was an editor to Karajima. And um, they were all just guys who grew up worshipping American movies and music and were going to Harajuku on the weekends, not to do the peppermint twist or whatever, but just to get like stuff, records, to get clothes, to get close to America. America. When America was... Awesome. The real America. Um, whatever. But, okay, so then, um, so then Takarajima became, like, in the late 80s, became the main magazine for the band boom. So, like, Flipper's Guitar had, like, a column in it. It was, like, what you read if you were into cool music or whatever. Because it was just, it was continuing that. And then suddenly the, the magazine stopped selling well, and so they renewed. And I think it was, like, 93 or so? And they renewed and became just a, a hair nude magazine. Excuse me? Hair nude. I mean, so uh, it became like a Playboy-esque magazine where you could show pubic hair. Oh, okay. Naked chicks. So, like, it, it literally went one day from being like, Flipper's Guitar, what records do you like to just, like, straight only women? Yeah. Okay. Oh, the other big uh, column they used to do was uh, Last Orgy, which was Fujiwara Hiroshi and Takaki Khan's column. Okay. That was all like, yo, this is what the DDS This is what we're is. listening to. Yeah, yeah. That, which was like a which huge Which means it's automatically cool, right? right. And that's, that was like... What, where Uraharajuku sort of got from. started. Okay. So, like, that's where the taste like, making yes. element. So, basically, it was like every cool subculture you can think of was like somehow related to Takarajima in the late 90s. Okay. So, okay. then Takarajima started publishing a bunch of other titles, of one which was Cutie, which I think was also influenced by Olive, which was the Popeye mm-hmm. Sister mm-hmm. magazine sure. at a magazine house, and Olive also was like for alternative girls. They never made a wimpy, though, for <laughs> sort of hamburger fanatics. <laughs> You're, that's that's for you. That's, that's okay. the next thing to do. Uh, Bluto. There's no Bluto magazine. They went just straight Bluto. Alice the Goon. But it's funny that Brutus is like 
Once you grow out of being Popeye, you're an evil. Wait, is Brutus, Brutus part is not not in any way related to the Popeye and Olive? It is. Holy Trinity. It's not, no, it's not. Okay. It's an older brother. Does, does does the American copyright holder have any idea that? I don't know, but if you go to the magazine house's um, offices, I mean, it's like Popeye's fried before? chicken. I guess it's entirely possible. Have you been there before? The magazine house. I've never been to the magazine in house. Um, Got a publisher in Ginza. That's old school. It's East Ginza. But anyway, the the doors all have the the Popeye people on it. Okay. So they must they must have struck some deal that enriched the creators of Popeye to a ridiculous degree. Because I associate the Popeye cartoons with you know sort of high fashion and counterculture. The whole spinach thing. I don't get it. Anyway, I guess it was American. That's all that really mattered right. back in the day. Okay. Well, no. Mickey Mouse was already taken. The joke is it's pop eye. Like an eye okay. towards pop culture. Wow. And then they're just like, well, this pun works so well. Let's continue every magazine. Okay, let it be said we're now eating the um, kind of budget-priced lunch special tonkatsu and sort of the... Uh, would you call this kind of plate, sort of silver, kind of like something you'd eat uh, hors d'oeuvres off of at a film festival or something like that, and not a particularly well-catered A silver one. platter? <laughs> a stainless steel, like, it's somewhere between a silver platter and a stainless steel, like, prison yes. dish. Yes, you know? dog bowl. Um, All right, so we, didn't get, we didn't even get a lemon with this. No, sorry about that. No, I mean, I'm just saying this was... We did the right thing. We're going okay. cheap. We're going cheap. Okay, so, olive... Olive also, like, basically... It, it went under really quickly, but like every every like cool alternative girl you ever meet. People like, still talk about all of as if it was yes, this huge watershed event. And like I got this email from a, a, from a reader who was like, "I'm researching all of like blah blah blah." Like, it's 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 like this cult magazine that for some they tried to bring it back in like 2000 or something, but um, it fell apart again. I don't quite get it. Okay, so what? Why so the point is, so Cutie okay. is being like, renewed. Well, it's a trashy gal, man. But Cutie in the '90s was like the magazine that introduced like kind of punky, accessible girl. Uh, how does she get fashion? Like without Cutie, there's no cute punk. Whatever yes. the fuck that the Japanese wrinkle on punk right. girls. So there's no like Gwen Stefani Harajuku okay. girls without Cutie. Okay. All right. Although most people would say we can blame this all on Fruits because Fruits was a street snap, whereas Cutie is what sort of fashion spreads and. Advertorial and stuff. Yeah, like I mean, that. Cutie told you how to do it. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is that Cutie and Zipper both basically catered this to the same market. They're the same, and I think Zipper is going to stay doing what it's doing. So Zipper is doing okay, and I think Cutie, they were just like, uh, I mean, basically, Takajima was like about to go under. Wow. And um, so last year they were like, what do we do? Like, I know, we drop the cover price, and we start giving, bribing readers with free gifts of Fudoku. And then from that, people would just buy our magazines and our, our, our uh, subscriptions will go up, or our readership will go up, and then we can sell bigger ads, which is pretty smart. Okay, so um, when you say it's turning into a gal magazine, you just mean like basically the classic Ichimaru Q brands. Yes. Season so, B and now here's the thing, is that Takajima did do a host fashion. They did like an Onike magazine with like four roses or something, or four... Men's roses? Men's roses. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did write about that. I think that was them too. So I okay. think they've been dead. They, they always had some kind of omake inside. They always had like a yeah, limited edition like, vanquished like um, that sounds like them. condom or something so like that. So the point is, instead of doing wild sex much forever, like they've been doing counterculture and the kind of like educated sense of it. Uh -huh. Is now like okay, we're just going to do a full out working class. Okay, now here's the thing. It's like gal culture now. You can't say it's like working class culture, but. The style leaders are clearly coming from that world, so it's kind of it is confusing and it isn't a straight kind of a straight line. But like, if you look at where QD fashion came from, came from, it came from kind of like art school girls, right? Where this stuff is coming from girls who are probably dropping out of high school. <laughs> okay. 
Like that's, I'm getting pregnant by the time I'm 19. Yeah. But that's like the style icon. If you have an idealized reader for the magazine, okay, that's what that's what the Gyoto magazines are. It's like an 18 year old girl who is. Because like you know, Agiha, I bet it has like more Agiha's mainstream for readers. hostesses who work in Rokongi. Or the Gins. Well, it's beautiful. No, but the readership is huge because people buy it just because it's such a trippy, fucked up, exactly. exceptional but, magazine. But when you read, who, if you read like the, the subtext in the magazine, like it's it's speaking directly to the hostesses, right? Yeah, it's not for. Oh no, I don't know. It's not. There's like, no. If you enjoy reading this, you might also like to go to the hostess club. It's not for customers, you know. No, it's not like I'm sure you don't work in a hostess club, but here's the girls to do. It's kind of like, hey, you date your customers, right? <laughs> wink, wink. I mean, it's very like you have. It, it's almost impossible to like figure out whether they work in hostess clubs or not because it's so, like, implicit. I think we talked about this before, but they have, you know, they'll often say what their job is, right? Occupation. And sometimes they'll say, like, day trader. You know, freeder. You know, the odds of any of these girls being a fucking day trader is, um... They're just fucking with you at that point. Right. So the fact that Takarajima, like, a pretty big publisher, is, like, gonna be like, hey, let's go into this market where everyone so far has been kind of, like, somewhat... Third-rate publishers that gives pretty big credence to I guess Pop Teen. I forget who Pop Teen is, but I think that one's actually a pretty legitimate publisher. But Pop Teen's got to be big, don't you think? Pop Teen's like huge. I mean, it, the readership's huge. Like when I went to the Shibuya Girls Collection thing too, it's kind of like like let's divide like the girls' fashion market into two categories. One being like real clothes. What do you mean, like brands with international? No, no. Well, like I would say real clothes is like comes out of the ghetto thing in the '90s. It's like just permutations upon that. For it's example. very domestic. It's very. It's like Ichimoku. Okay. VV Can Can JJ, Pop Teen. Any of those. Let's put them all in one category. And then the other one, I would say, is like. It's somewhere between like good girl fashion of no no, like just very casual, like very bland, and like high fashion, but like that group because those are like the two main groups. Okay. The real fashion group is like huge right now. That's where it is. And then if you look where the growth is, it's in like what we would call just like straight up gyaru instead of like oneke or post gyaru. Well, or we can say it's cheaper. Yeah. Can we? Yeah. Absolutely. But it's also like. I mean, you think that's the main reason why it's taken off? Is it simply? No. My theory is uh, that right now, obviously, the economy's bad and the economy's been bad, and like you have these big structural problems, especially in the rural areas. So you have like the number of people who, who to whom it's attracted to become a Yankee is like massively increased over the last ten years, I'd say. So like the more people who, who have dropped out of the middle class and like don't have any aspirations towards like a middle class future. Like I was on the border, but if I work hard and I get a good test grade and I can get into this university and I can get a real job, like those people have just been like, man, destroyed. Like yeah. fuck it. Like yeah. let's just I'm just gonna like work at the auto parts shop or whatever. But like Okay, when you say Yankee, I think in the West we're still kind of tied to this image of like the region haircut. Right. The Tokofuku. You know, just this really old school like moped style Yankee, like that was bigger like during the eighties and early nineties. But it has morphed and mutated into something that unrecognizable from what you could call like a sexy gal in Shibuya. Right. When I use the word Yankee, I mean basically like non-urban working class cultural values. Okay. There's some agreement between things like current ghetto and both was open, all these things, right? It's like for kids whose parents didn't work white collar jobs and don't understand why they need education and they have no reinforcement for education and they drop out of either middle school or high school, they get jobs immediately, they get married immediately. Um, for them, 
They kind of want wild and sexier culture than people who are like art school kids and want like reinforcement for to be cool. Yeah, to be cool, but like cool in the sense of like built in the, the mainstream consumer culture and like art galleries and fashion brands and designers and all Clubbing that. Clubbing in Osaka Juban. Yeah, like yeah. like so, Yankee is different, and I don't, and obviously within Japanese culture, Yankee values are worse. I mean, there's a value judgment against them, but let's not. Play into that. Just say it. they're different. They're a different set of cultures. Breed apart. They're breed apart, and they're they're not part of mass culture. Well, they weren't until recently. So, you know, you had all that like namin na neko and stuff, which is like making fun of Yankees uh-huh. and stuff. But the Yankee were never cool for a long time. They were just kind of seen as delinquent. I mean, they, they were basically delinquent. Okay, so Gano started basically in the early '90s as rich girl fuck ups. Like the word "furio" in Japanese means like no good or whatever, but it's like it's kind of using the connotation of like you're rich and you, have, you go to a good school and you have good education. Like why are you a fuck up? Like fuck you up. shouldn't be. So it's like it's we're like Yankees more like you're outside of basically the system of ever getting into the white collar middle class path. So like you're kind of it makes sense that you would do all this. Trash. So like, Yano started as like a furio kind of thing, of, like rich like. Tokyo slutty clubbing fuck ups club, yeah clubbing like the reason they were dark is because they wanted to look like they were older so they could get into clubs because older a, people look dark everyone knows that well no because the people who were going to clubs in the 80s had like these bad surf tans or whatever they still do in some cases it's true my point is that it started like that okay. and then when it became mass then it became like a middle class like mass thing they had it was just like a fashion thing it didn't really have the delinquent component and then it just like merged with Yankee culture like when no one was looking and then it became like Gangoro around when would you say oh like 97, uh, 98 yeah. so like then Gangoro started and Gangoro was not the middle class girls it was like the girls who like couldn't afford eyeliner so they used like markers Mark and pen, yeah. yeah like Girl. oh like I've run away and I'm like you know sleeping on, the street. on the street yeah. like all that stuff is like that was not the original girls. So where are we going now? So the point is, is that that's how like Yankee culture, like it used Gato culture as like a way into the mainstream. Okay. Kind of since like until now, you would look at a trend and be like, that's Yankee. Like it was just clearly Yankee. Where because Gato like had this kind of class ambiguity, like people point to Gato and they can't say, oh, it's Yankee because there are people who aren't Yankee. They're still part of it. And originally it wasn't Yankee. Right, but now it's complete. It's basically Yankee. And like who the heroes of the Gao culture are, are like all Yankee. Like so, like Tsubasa, Tsubasa. Mas- Masawaka Tsubasa, and her husband Umeda Naoki. They're like totally the it couple. They're the it couple, and they are like the straight up. Angelina. They're straight up Yankee. Although they're smart and like they can talk a good rap. They're smart in the sense that they have a lot of commercial sense. Like they know what they're doing. Okay. And like especially her. And the other thing that's crazy is like. Uh, sign of how this works is like she was never part of like a big management company she was like a, a doksha model she was like a reader okay. who became a model of pop teen and like from there she just became like a huge icon but like she never was pushed by the industry like it was all she her. never had like an evil gym show yeah it was like all grassroots so like basically she's she's frozen out of the entertainment world in some, to some degree because she's not in one of those she's not part of the game but she's so popular that basically everyone uses they have her to have money her. yeah so when you're talking about grassroots culture, I mean, Yankee culture is, like, incredible because it's never had any support from, like, the Tokyo industry. It's all just, like... Mainstream media. Yeah. So, basically, like... The fact that Kawaii is turning into... Oh, no, Cutie is... Cutie is turning into a um, kind of a gal, sexy gal Yankee mag. So, so, the point is that not Do you think this is the next step towards seeing these fucking people on King's Brunch first thing in the morning? Well, I mean... What's interesting about Tsubasa... Is that she's on all these variety shows as like 
Isn't that crazy? Like, there's a video segment about her, about, like, when she likes this, all the kids buy it or whatever. But she's never a guest. Like, she's never, like, hey, Nitsubasa, yay. It's kind of like she's always... She doesn't get to interact with the Johnny's guys. Yeah. She's, like, totally, like, just a freak phenomenon that they're reporting on. Sort of like Matt Alt on Tokyo Eye. You said it. I didn't. (laughs) She... You think she can cross over, or or she's she's in her space, and they're going to keep her there as long as she can make money for people. Yeah, but I don't think she's that. She's not making. She's making money for people only, like the Ichimoku brands and like all the all that kind of stuff. Like she's not. She's not doing it for like the mainstream industry at all. So I went to Shibuya Girls Collection, and like she was like the the model. She was like the star model. And queen shit. But like no one really dresses like her or pop team. So what you realize is like the girls who were there weren't like Yankee working class, lower class girls. They were all like middle class girls and they dressed more like in a BB style. Uh-huh. So like you have, I would say like the number of like people who are Yankee are, is growing. But the m- number of people who sympathize with Yankee, like in the middle class, is also growing. And that's why you see all this shift. You know, people on the border of being like getting into an upper middle class career path. And people who aren't like they are choosing to look down for their style references as opposed to look up. Okay. I mean, in the U.S., obviously, like this, 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 this is no surprise because, like, you know, hip hop or all these kind of other urban urban culture. culture has been like really appealing to middle class kids, right? Where I would say that for a long time in Japan, like the reason Japan you have all this mass culture that's a little bit like more elitist is because there was this like urban elite who was ruling over keeping out the uh, trash here elements yeah, of the showbiz were, and they were like you know Parco or any of these places like were like let's have a uh, contemporary postmodern German art fair while everyone shops and people would be like I guess I have to go to this right I don't get it but but now it's like everyone's like why would I go to that yeah Parco's so, actually a really boring place to go shopping it's pretty bland now I guess I never saw it in its heyday no, it's which heyday. is often how I feel these days walking around Tokyo. I mean, it used to be like where you have an art show by like some up and coming graffiti, US graffiti artist, like Shepard Ferry or Ryan McGinnis or whatever, like every week, right? And that all died. I think the last time I was there, they were having um, in the exhibit space Thunderbirds, yeah. the British puppet show. Yeah. And then they had like maybe Ultraman or like, you know, robot toys from Bandai. Bless them. But you could already kind of see. I, I saw Speed Racer there, I think. <laughs> I mean, it was hardly like using a gallery space. Well, no, I mean, basically Parco and all those, uh, it was part of Cebu, and once the, the main guy from Cebu, Tsumi Seiji, left in the 90s, they brought in a bunch of kind of hacks who were just like, profit, 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 money, and money, they money, cut money, all money, that money. stuff. So when you go to Shibuya Girls Collection, which is like, it's all the Onike guys as models. No brand you've ever heard of is there, basically. And Unless no, you live at Ichimarki. Yeah, like no model you've ever heard of. Like, I feel like I'm up on this stuff, and I was like, I have no idea who these people are. And I went and I, t- I like asked all the kind of like, kind of Gyaru esque girls in my office, or like any girl who seemed like she was up on like, kind of a little who? bit subcultural fashion magazine stuff. And I was like, Tell me the number of people you know on this list of models, and they were, like couldn't name anybody. And I was like, I think I've kind of heard of her. And I was like, so, but basically you don't know them. They're like, yes, we have no yeah. idea. Well, like I was telling you, there's also a thing they hold called the, the Shibuya Summit, which is the men's version right. of Shibuya Girls Collection, but it's like top secret. Like, no one knows when it's held, where it's held. They have they run advertisements for it in Men's Egg and Men's Knuckle. I mean, it could just be Without like the a date. I'd have to double check, but. I was asking, you know, the guys at Marley, like, hey, tell me about Shibuya Summit. They're like, we don't know. I mean, and they sell that shit in the store. I mean, that's, their job is to do, like, the online component, you know, the web store. But even they don't get invited. 
Weird. Like for real, like it, it really is this tiny cult of maybe like a hundred or so people who are running that racket. And bless them. I yeah, think. no, no, but that's the thing. It's like good for them. Not that it's not fucking yeah, yeah, Dentsu showing no, a bunch of it's not at all. Sex in the City types. I mean, it is, faces, it is, it is really grassroots. Like it's a it's a class culture making for themselves, which is incredible. Yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, we would we would have said this the Harajuku girls, right? They weren't uh, more more so. Like I mean, when it comes to Kankan and all that, that's all force fed from the top. But um, yeah, I mean, it is pretty like. Democratic in a, in, a, in, a, in a general sense, but like, I mean, so what's the problem with this? I mean, I don't see any problem. Personally, yeah, you do. <laughs> well, we all know this is like a little bit troubling for some reason. I would say, I would say the first point is like that the things my lips that, are sealed. Man. The things that, like, okay, on your blog, all you do is like post pictures of Nikkei magazines now, which I think is great. But like, most people are like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Because like nobody gets it. Like, because nobody cares about this stuff beyond like. Well, here's the thing: is it's like, like the two polar opposites, right? It's like otaku girls, otaku guys don't like Gedu, and Gedu hate otaku guys. It's right. like two polar fucking opposites. Yes. And I've seen this, you know, on talk shows. They get together a gal and otaku guy and watch them fight each other, like you know, Siamese fighting fish or whatever. And I just don't care, and we'll post whatever I like. But um, yeah, it does confuse people. But no, I would. But I would go farther and say that people. Most well, people just say they look gay whenever it's any kind of men's knuckle or men's egg yes. stuff. Yes, they but look hella gay, but, dude. But I would say there's nothing about that whole Yankee culture thing that actually appeals to people overseas. Like, if you look at like where cool Japan came from, it's not that side of it. It's the other side, which well, has disappeared. I've right? seen a lot of interest in a geha overseas, and. A lot of people requesting, like, where can I download the new issue of Egg, Men's Egg, Men's Knuckle. Um, there's even some people who call themselves Gato, right? Who identify with it and uh, want to dress that way. I mean, I see these people's live journals, you know? Right. And they're definitely out there. It does. It just hasn't... I mean, how long did it take for, like, Lil Mama to wear uh, Angelic Pretty at the BET Awards? A long time, right? But... I don't know how you expect that to manifest overseas, but there are a certain segment of girls. I, the guys, it's of course way too advanced because you're just supposed to wear like you know, cargo shorts and, and a t-shirt. Let's if you're a guy right. in America, right? I mean, I think the whole thing about Japan cool is that it was uh, recognized by elites before you had even popular support for it. If it all been just about these manga kids, nobody would ever call it cool, right? That's kind of my thesis on this: is that you needed like Takashi Murakami. cool magazines and all this to be like Nigo Murakami. And all this is anime stuff. or manga; it's super flat. It's part of this art, right? Movement. Exactly. And so once you've established that, then you throw manga and anime in there, and then they're legitimized. But like, what I would say about Gato and all that kind of stuff is like, it, by itself, it seems is kind of like trash attacky, which it is, right? Yeah, and sure. like, and like the thing about this stuff is that people in Japan hate it. Oh sure, yeah, for real. I mean, like, yeah. it's not like let's not make any, like, a, like we probably are more sympathetic towards it than like <laughs> Japanese people are, who just don't, who don't get it, who think it's trashy, think it's lower class. They look like they have venereal diseases. Is the most common, right? You know, statement I get. Right, because there's a, there's like a, there's like a uh, anxiety about their sexual mores and all these things that like they're connected to host culture and hostess culture like directly, right? But uh, but what's so? I also think people don't like the idea of people partying all the time. That's it's, it's extremely yeah, yeah, yeah. hedonistic, and I think that's really oh, yeah. what it is. The idea that we're just going to fucking party and not give a shit is oh, right. really threatening to a lot of people. But I mean, think of all the other delinquent youth cultures that happened in Japan that kind of revolved around 
what, like like modern girls? Moga. Moga. But they who were else? they were middle class. I and mean, that's the thing is that But who was in, no one's ever really been embraced and you know, I, mean, I think that's this is where the interesting shit comes from. No, right? no nothing's ever it's been the trashy em- delinquent Nothing's ever been embraced, but it used to be in the sixties where like if you showed up wearing like a tie, like you were a kid wearing a tie and they'd be like, You have to ah! You like, have to what? You have to Yeah, exactly. What was that? <laughs> you didn't see me clubbing. I did the clubbing motion. Like okay. police came in like just raided areas because oh. like, oh my god, all these kids in like tight white slacks and Oxford button downs are all like, what are we gonna do? Like the Miyuki's open, all the things were just like totally crushed by uh, police brutality or whatever because it's kind of like all youth all youth consumption is delinquency that was like the idea but in the 70s what like, year was that that was like the 60s 64 so like but after that it kind of got to sense of where like oh if you're like an upper middle class or like a middle class kid shopping at Parco that's okay but you can't be a Bosozoku or you can't be a kid the delinquent out in the park sticking so, glue like so there was like a, a distinction at that point but so I think that's still in operation in the sense that like Working class subcultures are like seen as big problems, and then like, the whole Chima thing in the '90s was like a big like moral panic in the sense of like, and, the, and that's the thing with Gyaru too is like when the whole thing came out that they were like in Jokosai, like they were they were compensated and dating, uh-huh. uh, which was kind of like a big that's basically bullshit. Like Media nobody, nobody ever. Out. There needs to be like a restudy on that because uh-huh. like. At the time, it was all just insane. Everyone was doing it according to um, yeah, and it was kind of like your daughter, your middle class daughter is doing it. And the whole thing is like, what's coming out now is like, they, I read some interview with the sex doctor, and he was like, it wasn't the Gyaru even doing it. It was like these kind of like lonely dropout girls. But you still see it in Shibuya or like in, in Shinjuku, you still see like extremely young, sexy chick with like old fucking dude who's clearly doing some doho. Yeah. Is that what they call it? Huh? Doho. Like when you take the hostess out before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that exists. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I'm I'm just saying that it wasn't the moral panic that people were framing it as. In 1996, was it like all of these like totally good schoolgirls who were going to go on to college were just like sleeping with older men? The statistics I remember was like one in ten. They claimed at a certain point one in ten like girls in Shibuya had. um, I mean, I think there'd always been a low level of girls who were. Pay to play. Yeah. Like, bare, like, always, like, freelancing like that. But, like, I think, and then there could have been some stuff where, like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, he's gonna take us out to karaoke and pay us all for it, or whatever, which they did. But whether it was, like, as crazy as, or as, as abundant. Sensationalized. But, like, but people yeah. did freak out about it. But, like, but then after that freak out, I would say there's still this, like, this, this class bias towards Yadda and the Yankee. I think they're ignored. Yeah, but people even hate the fucking Harajuku kids. They even hate them. You know, like... But they're tolerated. Where it feels like a Shibuya, they feel dirty, right? Like, you don't look at the Harajuku girls and be like, oh my god, I bet they don't go home. I bet they dropped out of middle school. You know, I don't even see that many hard... Because the the Gangro and the Amama and stuff, it was so clear that they were, like, kind of delinquent girls that you would look at them and be like, oh god. But, like, now when you see... Kids in Harajuku or Ichimonoku, it's hard to really tell. It's, it's, it, it, everyone's cleaning themselves up. Like, there isn't this. That's, a, that's the thing, there isn't this, like. Well, I think the guys have dirtied. I think the guys have dirtied themselves up. The Minami Shinjuku exit, a couple years ago, that was like brand sparkling new, right? Takashimaya and all that, Times Square. But I was there the other night, and it was just, it had become like a new spot for the fucking dudes to hang out. Really? It began to sort of look like that kind of Don Quixote space in front of Kabuki Chat. It was a bunch of guys just. Uh, who knows what the fuck they were doing, but there's enough of them sort of like crows first thing in the morning. So they had sort of, these dudes would not have even existed five or six years ago. Well, think, and then they've completely yeah. transformed the area and like kind of lowered 
<laughs> you know, like it's it's definitely a, a dirtier, funkier place because they're there. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean the thing is like, I think you have more Yankee guys dressing that way, so it's very easy to see them. But also like, I think like a lot of like non-Yankee guys are like looking at Onike's style and like taking some elements of it. Mm-hmm. Like I see guys in those frayed, awful frayed jeans all the time, or like the big belt with like the gun or, the, or whatever. The funky boots. Yeah, like yeah, the funky boots are everywhere, right? So like I think they have a lot of style influence outside of their own groups. But yeah, but well, you're saying the numbers on the clothes are like rising, right? Yeah, I mean, but they're all small brands. I mean, so it's kind of like, hey, we had 100% growth this year, which means like you were a small company and now you're a little bigger. But like, uh, they are doing well. I mean, when it's, when it, it shows that it's not just, um, it couldn't just be a core of guys. It has to be like you have a middle class kids yeah. coming in. Well, I mean, every time you look at men's knuckle or men's egg, there's like a new Ichimar Q opening, like in Machida, or there's like a new floor, right? They've just right. taken over more space yeah. in the building. Yes. But we have to like it because this is where exciting. That's new where it's going. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, but I don't. I mean, it's like. <laughs> Why don't you like? Because it's. I mean. It's, it's stupid. Okay. It's totally Objectively stupid. Objectively speaking. Objectively speaking. Uh, yeah, there's no reason not to like it because it's just it's just where youth culture is, right? But like. What, I, the values it sort of celebrates okay, are not sorry. necessarily the ones that are going to make Japan yes. a but, strong nation. Well, not even that. It's just like, if, if it's a war, I mean, if culture is like a war between my group and your group, like, my group just, like, got a fatal blow to the head, right? Like, and what's, I think what's weird to me is in, in the U.S., uh, there always seems to be, like, some percent of the population is just going to, like, be into indie alternative kind of stuff. Like, that number doesn't seem to have changed over the last, okay. like... Like, when you go to college, you get a little bit cooler, no matter who you are. Like, even if you're a frat jock, you're just like, you're going to go in. You're going to smoke pot and listen to some funky records. Right, you're going to go in and be like, oh, Dave Matthews Band. You're going to be like, you know, there's some, like, there's some, uh, kind of like, stroke tracks. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) there's some stroke tracks, I like. Um, But, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's not perfect, but it's just, like, there are enough kids to whom, like, being arty is, like, still matters. And, like, if you go in the, even though, like, cool arty magazines are kind of going under or whatever, like, the internet... Or becoming porno mags. Or whatever, but, like, the internet in the U.S., like, you, you can read Pitchfork. Like, who reads Rolling Stone anymore? Because you just read Pitchfork, which is even more in point. Or, like, you... Uh, or, like, how much, like, the average guy these days is more into fashion than he was, like, five years in ago. In America. Yeah. I mean, the, the skinny Everyone, jeans and the v-neck? Not even that. Just, like, my friends in New York would be like, yeah, my husband all of a sudden is, like, now into all these brands. Like, he's interested in fashion in a way that he's never been. And so... Well, that's right. I did get a few people telling me they saw shit on Hypebeast that they wanted. Yeah, like, or Hypebeast, all these things. Like, you don't feel like that's disappearing at all, right? You feel like it's, like, uh, louder You feel like it's growing, really? I don't know. Whether it's growing... I don't know whether it's growing, but you don't feel like it's disappearing. Uh-huh. Where in Japan, like... That arty segment, like kind of arty culture, shrinking, shrinking, you, shrinking. It's just like you could feel, you, like all my favorite record stores closed one year, and there was like, all right, well, f- whatever. And then like magazines go under. Then like now it's cutie or whatever. It's kind of like there isn't that percent, like that, like the demographics have shifted where you don't create that subsect of society doesn't recreate itself every generation. So like as Charles Bronson says in Kinjite, they're taken over. <laughs> Right, as a woman in a kimono walks in front of his taxi cab. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's my parallel, but uh, but I would I would say that like when it comes to like the values that I think are interesting for culture, uh-huh. they aren't they aren't going to be there. Okay. Well, one interesting thing we were talking about the other day is the fact that a lot of those really trashy Ichimar Q gal brands are creating kind of new labels for children yes. of gal mamas. Right. Yes. 
Okay, so like the thing, the thing is that you brought up is like these gal girls. It is so realistic that even when they have kids, they're not growing up. Because it used to be like if you're a Yankee, you'd get you're out of it. You're, you're out, out of the game. Like you're out of game the game the minute yeah. you get married and have a kid. And with with these like young mothers, like they have kids and they still dress the they still dress, they dress the same way. Trashy and they dress and the, they kids. Do the kids trashy. Like yeah. I saw some uh, Yankee couple like at Jin Daiji the other day, and the guy was wearing the. The, the parents were both like Onike Gyal, and then the kid was wearing this like Black Sabbath rock t-shirt. And like, like a master reality He was guy. like a two, two-year-old two kid. And um, like, I mean, everyone's doing that. It's not just them. It's like, I mean, all the hipster babies have hipster yeah. clothes. So it's not, I mean, it's, I'm not saying whatever. But it's kind of like, they don't want to grow up in this book. They don't want to grow up in the traditional sense of like, you have to do a serious job now. And when you look at like surveys of like, 10 years ago, what kind of jobs people wanted to do and then what they want to do now. Was it 10 years ago fashion stylist or something like that? No, like now it's like a, a, a statistician and nail salon and idol, like music singer and hostess and all these things. Entertainer. Which are like very like, I want to do what I do now and I get paid for it. Where 10 years ago, still people like, I want to work for the government or I want to, you know. Careers. Like real careers because I knew they had to grow up at some point. Where people now are just like, why would I want to grow up? There's no future. That's there's what no some future. people yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. There's no future, so it's kind of like, I'm going to live for now it's very hedonistic and like that's fine but like i think the problem with the problem with hedonism problem with hedonism uh said caligula the problem with this kind of um live for today is that it's very much like i don't get this right now and therefore i'm not interested in it and like what i think what's cool about the lack of patience the lack of patience or curiosity i mean yeah, okay. when i was saying that it underlies anyone it doesn't matter what kind of culture you're interested in. Like, people who are interested in culture generally have curiosity in the sense of, like, I don't know this, I'm going to go listen to it. Let's say it's, like, a record I've never heard of. Like, I don't get it, but I'm going to listen to it two or three times check before it I get it. I'll check it out. I'll check it out and, like, yeah. well, read up on something that I don't understand. Where I think these kids, these kids, I, mean, I hate I hate saying I that because okay. it sounds like 40, but, like, I would say, like, the whole, like, Yaru Yanki kind of thing, it's all about, like, I don't get this now and therefore I hate it. Like, I want things I can understand immediately. And like a K-Tai novel? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's all like, oh yeah, I get it. She got raped and now she's whatever. But like, uh, it's just boring for culture if like, it doesn't have any kind of, no one wants to keep pushing it. Like, it's just going to be the same thing over and over again. What about collaboration t-shirts, man? What are you talking about? Um, so the worst we can hope for for those kids, the two-year-olds wearing the Black Sabbath t-shirts and their puffy jackets and their cargo pants is that what they might react to their parents values and start dressing like uh, cricket players and going back to the Ginza or something like that yeah I mean I don't see that happening in the sense that like Yankee culture has been incredibly good about replicating itself so we can basically say that these kids will be the next generation of people they'll, they'll standing in front up, of but they'll, they won't they won't rebel in the sense of like Oh, I'm gonna dress like upper middle class British people. Like baby boomer kids? Like you see your parents smoke pot all the time and I'll just do coke instead. But they're still doing drugs, right? (laughs) And that's that's like the hippie kids I knew were always like that. It's like, oh god, I never smoke pot, my parents smoke pot, but you know, (laughs) So I don't know. I mean Yeah, Japan so it's just boring. I mean I think Japan's boring right now for people who are interested in Using their brains a little bit. Yeah, I mean, or like, or just like kind of more sophisticated art and culture and design and stuff. I think it's not. I would say that compared to other places, there's still a lot of it, but like, it's kind of disappearing. And and I think I think I was like very hypersensitive to it and was like crying wolf very early. Yes, but like I remember rather loudly. Rather loudly, but uh, I would say that like I wasn't wrong <laughs> in the sense like it did happen. It's just like. 
It's just, it's so slow that it does take like a while to realize it. And like, I don't know. It's not, it's not good. Okay, so what can we do to change this? Like we can do it. We need to do a goddamn thing. I mean, I think at least when you read something like Jon Snow's blog or whatever, like he does collect all the remaining bits, and he makes it seem like it's still existing. Even yeah, I think that's the idea: is that you can come to Tokyo for your first time and feel as if you know it's fucking totally awesome. People have oh, a lot yeah. of money. There's a lot of art and culture here. Um, yeah, I the think the problem you, you is if you, if I think once you, if, get, so, if someone's not curating it for you. Yes. But also, let's say you've, you've surpassed that first level and you want to find the next level, like the deeper level. It's, it's not, not really there. Okay. Um, you, maybe you're not looking hard enough, dude. But I feel like you, I didn't, you used to not have to look, right? It would just hit you in the face, and now it doesn't hit you in the face anymore. Maybe my... I'm, it was just easier to be lazy and still be into these guys. Yeah, I mean, the good news about being into, like, Onike and Gatu stuff is, like, you know, it keeps getting bigger yes, and bigger. Yes, so I'm kind of like, you know, when I get out of Shinjuku Station, I'm like, wow, this sure has changed. Yeah, I mean... This is where the party's at. I think it's, it just, you feel a lot better about the world when the things you like are big, getting and bigger and yeah. But I think what's more interesting is you have all these big social changes that are just being completely underreported in the Japanese media. Like, Such there's no public debate as. about Oh, like the, like, the fact that everyone's becoming Yankee. Like... Uh, there's books about it, but it's not like this big social topic. It's like, or even the 12-year-old bikini models. Like, you don't, you just don't, there, I'm not going to say there's no coverage of it, because there's coverage of it, but it isn't a big public debate. You don't get a sense of, like, that a variety show can pick these things up. Because, like, the media is so un- overwhelmingly Bot- consumer. Dense. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, I mean, just consumer. It's, it's well, they have to go to product. Tokyo Disneyland. Talk about, you know, the, the water ride. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, I swear to God, you're referring to Osama the Bronx. No, I watch a lot of Japanese TV, and I'd say like 90% of it is people going to Tokyo Disneyland. Because that's the major sponsor of the show. (laughs) I mean, mean, you watch the King's Brunch, that show is ridiculous. It's just like every. They're like. I religiously watch King's Brunch. Everything I know about Japan comes from King's Brunch, okay? This this feature about theme parks, uh, we will go to Disneyland. (laughs) Now we'll cut to a commercial. Disneyland! It's like. It's so cut and dry. I love it. And I asked somebody about that, and, and, and like, I asked somebody in the media department at an advertising firm, I was like, what's up with King's Brunch? Like, do you just get a free, like, editorial segment if you, like, buy an ad? It's like, oh, it's a Yakuza show, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, anyway, but... Well, I'm increasingly concerned about the next generation of Japanese kids growing up in light of 12-year-old bikini models and, you know, galgaki clothing lines and stuff like that. What, what are their values going to be like? What kind of Japan are they going to be inhabiting? Well, just like it's not, it's the non-elitist Japan. It's like the real, the real Japan. Yeah, but that, <laughs> but that begins to sound kind of, uh, there might be some hope there. No. That the ruling elite, these people who are sort of in power may not necessarily have the same grasp on dictating the terms of pop yeah, culture. Well, but I would say that young key are totally apoliticized in the sense that they don't have an, a vision. They're not socialists. They're not like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna change Japan for our better. Like, no, they're a bunch of fucking yeah. They're just like, and they're su- super Party conservative. Kids, yeah. They're super conservative, super traditional. They support the conservative power structure to a certain degree. So, because they just play outside of it, and then they don't have any problem with it, right? But um. I'm not, yeah, I'm not particularly, I don't know what to be hopeful about. It's just what it is, right? Yeah. 
I mean, it begins to sound kind of. I just don't, I don't want to complain about it, but it's like. But those kids. No, I mean, I think. I mean, when I, when I like going going to ship your girls collection is so much fun because it's like you watch this kind of sociological phenomenon in front of your eyes, right? Like, I'm not interested in it because it's like, oh, I love Savasa or whatever, but it's like, wow, like look at the because kids fashion lives on the cutting edge in Japan. I don't know what that means, but like, it is interesting, right? I, I mean, think so. I, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm interested in. That's why I keep posting pictures of the most fucked up shit I can find right. in in this, you know, in these magazines, just in this culture. It's interesting, but it's just not. It's not inspiring. Okay. Is that the way to say it? Okay. I it's think, better I, than I going it, to Tokyo Disneyland every day. I think it makes it just makes our jobs hard because if there was like a billion new cool fashion brands I could write about, my job would be really. Yeah, easy. there are, but they're all at Ichimark. Yeah. It's just you couldn't pitch that to. I mean, this is so like. Personal and individual. Well, you couldn't like, pitch it to like an American you hipster can't pitch magazine. Nylon. I Why can't not? Pitch well, what do they say when you try to? Have you ever tried to show them? Hey, look at this fucking crazy Onike stuff. Look at this host. I don't kind think of they stuff. would be the magazine to cover it. Who would? I mean, I you think know, it, complex or something? I mean, or like the guys like at Marui asking me like, do you think this has any kind of potential overseas? And I'm like, well, maybe in five or six years or so. I don't know, because it took that long for anyone to pay any attention to kind of Harajuku or Gal. But doesn't it seem trashy to you, just like in a really direct... Yeah, but I'm okay with that. But it's like it's like rock and roll, but not like... It's so rock and roll that it's like over the top. Well, the, all the iconography, it's all rock, right. military, cowboy, yeah, Indian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're the basic flavors of like a little kid's idea of what... Puritan buckles on your <laughs> shoes. Um, yeah, I don't... I'm not scared of things that are trashy. They don't personally offend me. Um, no, no, I don't... I, 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 mean, I have no pretensions whether of not wallowing in trash like Oscar the Grouch. I'm in trashy objectively speaking. <laughs> but like... It's just... It, does seem, it just doesn't seem like it's going to really interest anybody but it's very extreme I mean when you show those images to people you'll get a fairly extreme reaction right and that's kind of what people were excited about oh my god look at these Japanese girls with their faces painted black you know I mean what's oh yeah but nobody was like let's copy their style or like even or people have live journal pages yes but like the media well, I mean, the only way that stuff is I mean, filtered way, down into the shopping yeah. mall is like Harajuku lovers and Tokyo Dome. We are literally discussing like my freelance career is not going anywhere because Japan's boring. Like this is a little bit like okay. self-serving, but like I found other things to entertain me, so I'm not like as bummed as I used to be because I got, I kind of moved here being like, yeah, there's some this like tr- taste culture that I want to be a part of, like it was disintegrating, and then I was like, okay, I just I'll move on. I grew up, but like. When I first moved here, someone was like, everybody until now has moved, like, every foreigner has moved here and watched Japan grown, and you'll be the first generation really? who'll get to watch Japan fall apart. Well, I'm watching America fall apart. Everyone's losing their fucking job. Everyone's, you know, losing their home. But then, I mean, but then you feel like in America, it's like, oh, that again. Like, there's all... No, I don't feel that at all. I feel like everyone's... You were alive in 32, my friend. That's true, but I mean, this is a generation of people who weren't around and... During the Great Depression. Oh yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's bad here too. Yeah, like, no. This time I'm really feeling. I mean, it's like QGQN shop is like the busiest fucking shop. Oh on man, the block. like you can't get into McDonald's at daytime and like Uniqlo. <laughs> everybody has a Uniqlo bag because Uniqlo is the only brand who make clothes that people can afford. But um, and yet the myth of cool Japan and soft power persists, in spite of the reality that people are. Seems like it's being taken less seriously every year. Okay. Is there a manga or an anime that was out last year that wooed everybody? No. 
I mean, there's things that win prizes, you know? Right, but like, I'm talking about like, what's the new Naruto? Naruto? Yeah, you know? <laughs> well, things have gotten increasingly niche, you know? There's like, a, the girls in the like, boys love comics, they have their big hit. You know, the guys who are like okay. in the Moe have their big hit. The guys who are like in an old school SF have their big hit. You know, there's no unifying trends anymore but in doesn't, it, it seems to me that the snobby people in the manga and anime worlds too are also disappointed with the output like that it's becoming more and more boring and the predictable and like you have a lot less artistic license well Tokyo right? Anime Fair I think what everyone walked away with is wow there's going to be a lot of remakes of old shows that was the big trend mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people were commenting upon is that everything here is like a remake of something from the 70s in one form or another Here's another Son Goku sheet. This time it's going to be animated. Right, right. Um, sequels, a lot of sequels and remakes. Which is like, the Holly- remember that was the idea that this was like the Hollywood model. That's why Hollywood had to seek out like Asian influences uh-huh. and stuff like that. But I don't know what anime or manga is going to do when that's all they have is sequels and remakes, I guess. There's I mean, always Korea yeah. and China. That's the thing. Is, and that's the thing is like, everybody's readership's dropping, right? So, like, everyone's just desperate to bring back whatever the title was that would actually bring back readers. People don't want to equate culture with economics, but, like, when the market tanks and no one's buying anything, then the people who are the gatekeepers have to produce the culture that will bring as many readers in or as many viewers in as possible. So you get all the stuff that's experimental gets cut, and then you just leave all the mass stuff. Yeah, men's that's egg. Happened, men's right? knuckle. But the, the thing about men's egg and men's knuckle is that they were magazines that came out of the bottom. They weren't like, they weren't from major publishers. They were like, here's this demand that's not being tapped. Let's make, make a magazine for it. For these dudes yeah. standing around in the middle of the Yeah, exactly. and they, they, they're making money. But like uh, everyone else, I mean, it's, Takajima, it's like, Cutie is not selling to these arty girls. Why not? Why are why are like readerships sinking left and right? I think it used to be people will just say, "Oh, it's because of cell phones." Yeah, that's or, bullshit. I mean, oh, that's like, oh, just because the internet. Because like the the decline started before the internet even like took off. So that's completely ridiculous. And people you also can't afford to buy fucking magazines. That's it's, it's well, extraneous. That's the thing is you can read them at the Tachiyomi. Yeah, and now they're sealing them. Every, every time I see, like, Popeye or... Really? No, they're all sealed, so you can't go through them anymore because they're, like, forcing you to buy it. Um, but they'll throw in, like, a present inside yeah, to make yeah, it look yeah. as if... Exactly. Magazine information that you get in a magazine, you can't get on the internet. Yes. How to do your hair. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. How to That's, do your makeup. And, like, from a legitimate authority or in a voice. Or men's egg youth, how to have sex with a girl. Exactly. <laughs> no, not how to have sex with a girl because you've done that by the time you're 14. It's, it's how to have sex in a car. Or on a motorcycle or something. My theory is that basically everybody in the 80s and 90s had too much money and needed someone to tell them how to spend it. And now people don't have that problem anymore. Those magazines aren't like, an interview with Johnny Depp. That's like page 500, right? Like in one page. It's like, it's like how to buy spring Hot shit it's you a need to own. It's yeah. a catalog. They're yeah. all catalogs. And if you don't have any money, it's like, it's just kind of depressing, right? You read them, you're like, I don't have $700 for this jacket. Like, <laughs> No, but you can still feel as if you're participating vicariously, right? Right, but I think the people to whom that just became boring, or, or let's say it this way too, let's, let's say that everybody around you is buying $700 jackets, and then you have to go out and get your own $700 jacket, but if the social pressure is disappearing, then the, no the one has dependence to get on the media is also, okay. is also disappearing. So it just seems like socially, the role of the magazines is becoming less and less. Do you think we, we've hit bottom yet? No. We're going to see a lot more publishers. Oh, yeah. Eat it. It's just going to get worse because I think then you will have websites that replicate. People are getting used to not having to read magazines. 
but at the same time, all these you know that's the thing. It's like all these Gato magazines are growing because they're yeah because it's still because they're still useful. Yeah, those magazines are useful in those subcultures. It's that quote unquote normal girls don't have as much use for magazines anymore. Where if you're a hardcore member of a subculture, you need to keep up with where I can get the cheapest party dress. For example, okay. and you went to a cheap party dress place. I went to a cheap party dress place in um, Okachimachi. Okachimachi. What's it, what is Okachimachi like? It's like um, well, it's it used, it's Amayoko, right? So it used to be oh, oh, post-war okay, okay, black okay, market, okay. and um, you should have said Amayoko. That. Sorry, that's the station. And, I uh, go from it was. I haven't been there in years. It's, it's it's like a Chinatown style mall right, inside. Right, right. Okay, just filled uh, with kind of like fake perfumes, fake right, right, jewelry. Right. And um, fake people. No, they had on um, the first floor was like New Age crystals, like a, just an old dude asleep, no one cares, with his giant New Age crystals. And you go up this tiny staircase, and there are like the twenty to thirty dollar party dresses. And there's like um, this kind of Yankee woman, like in her late twenties, and uh, this five year old girl who was wearing uh, like pink pumps, who clearly like spends her life there, like. You know, saying say to the customers and helping people try on party dresses as like disco music plays on a, on a, on a boombox. And uh, I just couldn't believe it was Tokyo. It just really seemed like some real deep Asian kind of thing. Um, but I just had to wonder about that little girl. What's this going to do to her, you know? I mean, clearly she's going to grow up to be a fucking hostess and wear one of those dresses for real, all right? I don't think there's any hope. Well, maybe her parents so- weren't even there. It's like, clearly, like, that, that's, that, that wasn't her mom. You know who's running the store? That's just like a friend. It's like let's we have to put her somewhere. Well, you know, put her. It in just the- gets so hard to talk about this stuff without just like criticizing like working class family values or something. Well, right? there was no family values because why isn't that girl in school? Why why where are her parents? You know, playing pachinko or something. But right? she was very helpful. You know, she helped me find a, a beautiful party dress that I wear every night when I go to work in Rapongi. But there there is the question of like why. Why is that culture growing? Because no one has any fucking money. Yeah. But they make it look cool, right? Like, they don't... It was a pretty... It was, like, the lowest rent dress shop. I mean... No, but the point is, like, I've the whole thing Yankee culture, Gyaru culture, whatever, is that they make lack of consumer spending look really good. For example. Like, it's just the, the standard for how much money you have to spend is so oh. much lower than if you read, like, a high fashion magazine, like Spur or something, right? So like if you don't have much money and you're like on the edge, you're like, oh, I can just wear this kind of stuff and be cool, and I won't have to spend much money. Party dresses are about twenty to thirty dollars each, which is uh, ridiculously low. Ridiculously cheap, and they were all made in China or Korea. Well, everything's made in China, China Korea. Yeah. There's very little not made in China Korea these days. We're in China. The thing about low price though is if you look at like the whole cutie subculture or whatever. Not even cutie, but cutie and Nona, like the brands have been doing really well, like Lowry's Farm and Genesis. These are impossible to say. Genesis? Genesis? It's G. It's G. Not to be confused with the band. Genesis. Uh, their store is called Invisible Touch. Or the Bible. No, no. It's G A E A. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Genius. Max Genius. Is one of the pilots in Robotech? I think it's basically a pun on Genesis and Genes. I think that's the idea. Genesis. It is so dark cheap. It is so dark cheap. Is it cheaper than Genes, mate? It's like that price level, but like the clothing is like really kind of like cool, kind of trendy stuff. 
they, and it's all made of overseas. And but they but they pour a lot of money into the branding, so the catalogs look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is this dress shop cool. I went to? Yeah. I'm sure they have an ad, like a full page ad in Kawakama Gay House. Yeah. It looks like gorgeous. It's all right. pink and sparkly right, and shit. Right. And then you go there, and it's like just a brutal concrete <laughs> bunker that's like tiny that has like a five year old girl, you know, trying out her cabaret act. Right. I think the last time we had this discussion, I said the same thing. Yeah, all pop culture is consumer culture, but it's... And so, but when you look at... Let's look at what the healthy cultures are. I mean, it's Gyaru where they're still consuming well, a bunch, Well, it's Uniqlo right? and H&M. But that's no, but there's no fucking no culture, culture there. No culture that's there. what worries me. That's why I'm always kind of... But there is culture... Taking a stand in, against in one, it. In Ichimaru Q, there's there are super culture. Is, yeah. And How people does, are buying like crazy. What's the difference? The difference is that... Why is there Only, no H&M culture? If every, it's, it's absolutely, no, it's, not, it's ubiquitous, though. It, theoretically, there could be. No, well, no, because it, H&M wasn't, H&M came in without a market and created a market. These gallon brands came out of, like, a real grassroots community. Uniqlo? Like, I mean, I mean the thing about the H&M Q brands, you can, you can say that they're impressive, is that the girls who work, I mean, most of these brands are, like, design, Designed by twenty yeah. somethings, right? Yeah. Like it's like a bunch of men fronting the money. Who knows who where this money's coming from? But like it's a bunch of men fronting the money for these women to basically make their own brands, have their own they stores, have yeah, their own, their own stores. business. They like they decide what's yeah. what's cute or not. Like it is totally Gal Kakume, like, I believe, is what it was called. But it's but it's totally true in the sense that like these women know what's going to sell, and they are taking care of it. It's not like a bunch of yeah, so why aren't you celebrating men. this? Because again, it, I think the structure of it's great. It's just that it, it doesn't reflect my personal taste. Okay, because you're not a woman. No, it, but it seems I to be very empowering. As much as, as much as you're always raging against patriarchy in Japan, here we have something that's kind of. That's a good point. That's a good point. But um, I think unfor- the unfortunate. I think people would be very houses, happy to hear that. Industry. Oh, the fact that they're all pay to play. The, I think that's a little disturbing. I think that uh, do they Mo- show too much skin for you? No, no, no. Like Morimoto Yoko, or whatever, uh, who was a, the classic charisma clerk. Like she was one of the girls who worked at I think Egoist maybe, and then she uh, started her own brands. I think she did Mousy first, and then now she's doing a brand called. She's like in her early thirties now. Yeah. She's, okay. Or her late twenties. Okay. Her brand now is called. Mousy's huge. Mal- Mousy. Yeah. Well. Oh, Mousy. She doesn't work there anymore. Uh, Egoist and Mousy are like huge, though. Yes. Those are like monster the, Ichimaru Q brands. Everyone's got it. I mean, here in Kichijoji. I'm gonna think of it. No, I'm gonna think of it later. But anyway, the point is that she's like the role model, and she's super classy. And like the whole thing is like, yeah, she's like the seat, like the designer of this big brand, and like. That's she's a great role model, but then like it sounds the same, very inspirational. At the same time, like the girls every day do, become, like a lot of them become Kyojo, You know, they work at Kabukura. But but I would, what I would say is that this the Kabukura, Gyaru, Ichimaru, Nike hosts—they all formulate this one culture, this one cultural block called trash. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing about Yankees. I think the word Yankee, like it's it's basically white trash, yellow trash. But it's like. It's the analog. But it's a loaded term, right? If you saw, call someone white trash, you're not just saying rural working class, you know, working class, you're saying like these people who have like a lame, like their sense of taste is bad, right? Like their sense of values and ethics is wrong. That's basically what you're saying. So when you call someone Yankee, you're basically like calling them delinquent. But the point is like it is, it is 
if we like take the you're majority pointing out, out their position in the yes. social ladder as right. being very low. You the, are in this place, but that's beneath but the, all these. But they other are. Things. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, and it's not because I think they are. It's because society thinks they are. So, but they're taking over. They're taking over. Yeah. So who knows? They have them. No, they have got the power. And um, and I think all it takes is for people overseas to. But I, I see more and more girls talking about a gay hall, talking about. Gadu, hardcore Gadu stuff. How many of those girls would work at hostess clubs? Like hip hop culture comes to Japan, but just becomes fashion without any kind of ideological element. It's the opposite, right? Is that Kawakama's base is born from this community, and then taken away and turned into some sort of economy? Um, you have any time to go to Marley? The one in Kitajiri. Oh, we'll go. Let's yeah, rock let's it. Go. All right. Thank you very much. What's the moral like of the story? Stop talking. Neo Japanese.